Welcome to Too Old for This Podcast, Episode 5, News Grinder. We've got so much news to catch up on this week, we're doing a special extra episode. Today, Kevin's going to review us, I'm going to review Lovecast Books, and we're going to talk about a whole lot more. Let's get on with it. Up nerd and on nerd. Haha, <laughs> I did it backwards. Let's start the show. How you doing, my friend? Kev, brother. Everything good? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy is, is, uh, it, is it Taco Tuesday yet? Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe in your house, not in my house. <laughs> you know what? I had Taco Thursday last Thursday, so I can't complain. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We, should tell, we should mention this is unusual for us to be recording on a Tuesday. We usually record this, the show on Sundays. That's right. Which we did this week already. We had our our fantastic Game of Thrones preview special with Absolutely. our with our small council of cosplay uh, Game of Thrones heroines, our panel mm-hmm. uh, talk, talking Game of Thrones season eight. But but that but we have so much other news this week to talk about. We had to do a whole extra episode this week. We had to do volume two. So. <laughs> episode five. So episode we're calling this the, the the news grinder episode because we're going to take all the news from the week. Plus, we're going to review a couple things that we that we've checked out from the past week. Yeah, we're going to throw we're going to throw all of that into the grinder, and we're going to make some some fandom news sausage. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I love it. There you go. So well, let's yeah. jump right. Let's let's jump right in. Uh, yeah. You had a chance on the weekend to check out the new phenomenal smash hit movie, Jordan Peele's Us. Yes, I did. And, um, yeah, I, uh, okay. So I, when I talk about this film, I, I just kind of want to give like, uh, I don't want to give, I don't want to get into spoilers. And the main reason why I do not is because I feel like this is one of those movies that you just have to go, not necessarily go and watch, but you have to watch. Um, it's if you're looking for spoilers, this is not the place for it. Uh, no I, I feel, yeah, no I, spoilers today. I feel like I shouldn't give away spoilers. Um, I will talk uh, a little bit about like what the like the goes and on in the film, but I don't want to. I don't really want to give away spoilers. I don't. I I just okay. can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> is that because the nature of the film? Kind of the surprises are kind of integral to your enjoyment of the film. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Starting off, okay, so if you uh, if you're listening to this, hopefully you've seen the trailer. Um, the trailer is like stop right now if you haven't and just watch the trailer alone. So the trailer is um, basically it's it's about when you watch the trailer is basically it's it centers around this family, and eventually within the trailer you see their 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 doppelgangers basically show up and stalk them. So the movie dwells deeper than this though. Like that's just the, that's just the surface of the film. The film is just so complex and it's so filled with like symbolism and like from, from, from the biblical to like scientific, like it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Like it's, it's a movie that after watching it, I, it stayed with me for a good like day. Like I, I was thinking about this movie constantly and part of the reason was because, well, one, um, I was expecting to do our the review on Sunday night, which obviously we didn't get to, but, um, and two, it's just one of those films that just makes you think. And it's, it's, it's just bigger than the trailer. 
I'll, I'll just yeah. say that. Like it's so much bigger than the trailer. Like the like I said, the trailer just skims the surface of the film, and it really goes in deeper. Like once things start happening, you're like, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah. Like I, I yeah, I really don't want to like give away too much though. Like, but yeah, no. Um, the lead actress, uh, I'm gonna mess up her name, uh, Lapita Nyongo, I believe it's pronounced. Yeah, I, you, your guess is better than mine. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like she was phenomenal in this film. Like she was so good. So um, as I said, like the, every every like basically they all have doppelgangers, and obviously she plays both parts. And like even her doppelganger part was just so well done. Like yep. yeah, it's. Trust me, like <laughs> it's one of those movies, man. You just gotta watch. So, so you're saying Jordan Peele has another hit on his hands here? Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, so one of the compared movies... to compared to Get Out, how do you feel? <sighs> okay, so Get Out and this film, two very different themes. Okay, so um, Get Out was obviously a lot more racial driven. Right, there was a lot of you've seen Get Out, right? Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, so it's very racial driven. It's one of those films that, that like, as a black man watching this film, you just you just kind of get like, once you figure out what's going on, you just get like kind of kind of mad. Yeah, <laughs> like what yeah. the fuck, really? I see that. Right, yeah. you know what I mean, but. This film, like, no matter what color you are, like, it does. It doesn't have it the doesn't, racial element. It doesn't have the racial element. Okay. Like, okay. just because the main family is black, it's not about a black and white family. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not like that at all. It's not a race film. It's okay. a. It's a. I, I don't even want to say what kind of film it is because it, it'll be spoiling it. Okay. Okay. But Fair yeah, enough. no, like it. It was the complete one eighty of what I was expecting going into this film. Like, Fantastic. yeah, it's yeah, just go. Well, watch I'm looking it. forward to I'm looking forward to seeing it, seeing it myself. I haven't had a chance to yet, but mm -hmm. uh, like I said, I really enjoyed This Is Us. I'm really fascinated by the career of Jordan Peele so far. Oh, wait, you know, wait, this uh, is us or Get Out. You meant Get Out? I mean, get Out. <laughs> this, is, this is us. Is that uh, this dramatic. is okay? Because we're, we're talking about us. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I meant Get Out. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the the career Jordan Peele has quickly, very quickly, like two major releases, has become the kind of director who, when the when the movies announced, they they announced it with his name in front of it first, right? Yes, absolutely. So like 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 M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, or Shyamalan. <laughs> like M Night. Like M. M. Night Shyamalan, um, yeah, yeah. Back yeah, in the day um, when, well, they stopped putting his name on movies because right, the right. duds he started putting out, they just right, like, he's back. He's back. Air, Airbender or whatever, um, <laughs> they didn't even say M. Night Shyamalan's yeah. Airbender. It was just called Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and it was awful. He was, he was probably lucky they didn't put his name on that Yeah. One. <laughs> and even The Visit, they didn't, I don't think it was called M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. It was just The Visit. But right. the visit I felt like brought him back. Uh -huh. I think I I really enjoyed the visit, and then um and then he came out with um uh, split right after that, right? So, um, true, true. even though Glass was a little bit of a I don't know, Glass was okay, but it wasn't anything spectacular. Uh it it made money. It made money. M Night's back. Yeah. His career's on solid footing once again. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that, and. Yeah. As far as us, as far as us goes, its four-day total so far is seventy-seven point one million at at the domestic box office, which is it's already a hit. It only cost twenty million to produce. Yeah, apparently it was the biggest opening for a uh, non 
uh, sequel horror film for like so like an original horror film. It was like the biggest uh, box office draw apparently. So that's that's great. That's great, man. Like it's kind of funny how he went from like comedy to like this horror drama, uh, this horror genre. It's it's phenomenal. And how clever he is at it too. You were Absolutely. talking about that earlier about about how much symbolism and how much how much kind of um, levels of meaning he he puts into his writing. Yes. Um, uh, Jordan Peele's really been a surprise to me, honestly. You yes. know, I, I knew I knew him from the Key and Peele days, like most people did. And, Mad TV. Um, he started off on Mad TV. Yeah. Right, uh, so. And it, it took me a while to check out Get Out, honestly, mm-hmm. because okay. I was I was thinking about that Mad TV vibe, and I was just like, you know, what is this going to be? Is this going to be like a like I don't know, they're just like funny instead of instead of clever or yeah. interesting, right? But ah, uh, no, Get Out was so clever, so so smart, such a such an such an original and yeah. and and, and familiar familiar at the same time kind of fun movie. That's the other um, thing I really loved about Us as well. As well, it was yeah. very original. Like yeah. Hollywood is running out of ideas, and a movie like this comes out, and you're just like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, right, finally, right. something fresh. You know what I mean? So, Jordan Peele is a breath of fresh air for sure. He is, right? he is absolutely fantastic. So, um, but yeah, um, so out of 10, I us? would, I would give this a solid nine. Like, it nine, yeah, okay. I, I really so dug you this. You really film. like this movie. Um, I'm I, like I said, it's, it's, there's so much in that film, and I had to watch like a bunch of like, um, YouTube, like, like um like the way like these guys break apart the film uh on on youtube whatever right and they were saying stuff and i was thinking about i'm like damn they're so right oh my god they're right you know what i mean like there's so much levels in this film that it's just it's i feel like you have to watch it at least twice you know what i mean just to catch everything so um yeah like i said a lot of symbolism in this film and the twist the twist at the end was just so good too. And there's one part, which again, I don't want to spoil it. Right. Like I said, but there's one part where you're actually contemplating. All I'll say is you're contemplating whether one of the family members is who they are. Let's just say that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely check this film out. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommend it. So, it comes, with, it comes with praise. I, I really dug it. But enough about us. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, I feel like I talked a little bit long on that one. Uh, let's, not at let's, all. Not at all. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's hear about uh, this Netflix show. Uh, what's it called again? Love, Sorry? Love, Death, and Robots. Love, Death, and Robots. I am so excited about this show because what it is is it's a remake of the classic '70s uh, and '80s science fiction, um, kind of adult-themed science fiction magazine and film anthology uh, known as Heavy Metal. Uh, so sorry i when i when you told me about the show i looked it up and it, it said that it wasn't actually a um a spinoff it was influenced by heavy metal okay true but 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 the origin of this project was that david fincher for 10 years was trying to create a reboot of heavy metal uh, okay. it's just uh, the the what he ended up with at netflix involved you know re- changing the name but basically if you're a heavy metal fan and you watch love death and robots you will know that you've come home because okay. love death and robots it was was clearly made by heavy metal fans in the spirit of heavy metal in the style of heavy metal and beyond it, it takes the it takes the 
Texas style, obviously we've it's it's you know 30, 40 years later. I don't even want to I don't even want to figure out how long later it is. But because um, yeah. uh, I'm so fucking old. But um, I feel uh, like Heavy Metal came out in 1980, if I remember correctly. Sure, but the magazine was out for years before that. True, right? true, true. Yeah, and okay. uh, and for years after, so it was kind of a 70s, 80s phenomenon. Yeah. Um, uh, guys like me, and I, th- I feel like this is almost what this show is about, right? Because I feel like I'm almost an advocate for the adult fan, right? Especially when it comes to fandoms like Star Wars or even like comic book films where <clears throat> where the creators kind of um, – I feel like the creators kind of use as an excuse this, oh, this is for kids um, trope about, about these products. Because, uh, you know, in my opinion, the first Star Wars trilogy wasn't really – exclusively for kids and there are actually parts of it that i would question were even good for kids uh to watch i I, and i I feel like it's always been kind of a like a lazy kind of uh reaction by the creators when the adult fans go hey we want more complexity or we want higher stakes or we want you know better acting and better directing um i feel like so often the response is well this is for kids what are you talking about go watch you know the godfather if that's what you're looking for right right um, but for me, heavy metal is the exact sweet spot that walks the line between those two concepts, right? Between between this, you know, something that's supposed to be childish because it's animated, um, and it's and because it deals with science fiction and fantasy themes. But uh, you know what? You can be an adult fan of those things, and you can look for something a little more complex, something with a little more meat on the bone, something with a little more quality of effort in the production value. And that's what I am hoping for things like Star Wars in the future. And that is what I have found in Love, Death, and Robots. Um, All right. If you if you are our age and if you remember heavy metal, then you absolutely have to have to have to check this out. Check out Love, Death, and Robots. It's like a twenty episode long series, half an hour long each, all shorts, all different artists, artists, all different art styles, all different themes. Some of them are funny, some of them are some of them are scary, um, most of them are pretty violent, um, some of them are kind of pornographic, like there's there's boobs, there's 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 peens in it, right. but. Um, um, not too much. Like it's not every episode. Some of them are, some of them are just a funny episode where there's not even uh, much swearing in it and you could watch it with your kid, but then they're, you know, the next episode, you know, there's like, uh, you know, strippers bleeding and lap dancing and guns in the same scene. And, and you don't want your kids, uh, involved in that. You really don't want to, you want to leave your kids out of love, death and robots. You want to save this as a special treat for the adult science fiction and fantasy fans in your home. Um, you will not be disappointed. Uh, just fantastic. I'm only about halfway through the series so far, so I'm not giving it a full review, but I am so excited about it. I'm so into it. Every time I have a minute to sit down and spend half an hour with another episode of Love, Death, and Robots, I am in my happy place, right. and I recommend this to everyone. All right. Nice. So, uh, you ever, are you a fan of South Park? Uh, ever, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that episode where they kind of do it like in the style of heavy metal, the major boobage one? You know what? I'm not recalling that. Oh, really? Uh, if you get a chance, I, I do not remember what season it's from, but it's um, they start like tripping out. So um, if I was remember correctly, it was uh, Kenny uh, gets hooked on like cat urine or something like that. So when he like uh, when he gets sprayed by a cat, he gets high and he goes <laughs> into this like um, this heavy metal world. 
and it's okay. called it's called like major boobage whatever because um there's like one of the uh the characters her name is major boobage and she has like huge, I, I, huge I think that's ringing a bell i think i gotta yeah. go check that out again but. yeah it's it's very it's in the style of heavy metal but anyways it just reminded me of that when cool. when you were talking about this show cool. <laughs> you know so. you know and i on the on the topic of of sexual content uh because this this brings it this brings it up right because mm-hmm. All the time when I'm arguing for I want a more adult Star Wars, right? And yeah. I'm I'm really counting on the 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 Benioff and Weiss Star Wars series that we don't know anything about yet, um, but they're the creators or the the, the showrunners of Game of Thrones, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Which which to me is the the greatest television show of all time. Of course, it's an adaptation from one of the greatest book series of all time, so that that really helps it out. But but I mean, even leaving that aside, the production value, the the visual storytelling in Game of Thrones is at a level like that. You know, it's it's a really grown up kind of satisfying artistic experience to to take in, right? Um, and and uh, the idea that maybe we'll get a, a Star Wars that makes me feel that same way, where where it's like the story is gripping me every second, the characters are gripping me every second, um, and the stakes are high, and it, and you know we're not showing it as much of the cuteness, and we're and we're and we're actually um, giving you like a a war story. Right. <laughs> um, you know, uh, people people always say to me, "Well, you can't have an R-rated Star Wars," and I don't want an R-rated Star Wars, no, right? Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want, right? I don't want sex, I don't want sex in it, I don't want violence in it. So when I like when I was watching Love, Death, and Robots, and you know, they start throwing some sexual content at you in there, right? And it almost kind of feels incongruous, honestly. It almost feels like it, like it. You're like, whoa, right? Yeah, you're like taking taking aback a, uh, a bit by it, mm-hmm. and it's it's not bad. It's not like over the top. It's not like completely like unnecessary it, it serves a a narrative purpose uh, i think uh or even if you're just going for a visual um a, a visual purpose uh you know you just want to display something on the screen in, in a particular style in a particular way i i get that artistically that's fine but it's honestly not what it's about for me and i i think people people get that idea all the time like like i want to see boobs in star wars movies yeah. that's not the case that's, not, that's really not the case unless there's some kind of narrative reasoning for it and i can't imagine why there would be in star wars but yeah. <laughs> you want to see boobs in star wars there's lots of triple x parodies out there <laughs> so there, but, there are websites for that yeah yes. there you go but yeah no uh um back to what you were saying about the uh the creators of um of uh game of thrones um yeah doing the star wars uh trilogy apparently um and again this is not confirmed but apparently um it's looking more and more likely that they're going to be focusing on the old republic so yeah that, i mean that's always kind of been people's uh theory of yeah. the case with those guys because you know i mean they are the game of thrones of, guys yeah, yeah. and the old republic is is kind of more game of thrones y for sure yeah um and you know what i hope that's the case i i, I have a feeling it won't be like actually called old republic I, th- I think they'll maybe toss that title away and call it something new but set it in that era right and maybe give us a couple of those characters that would be great with me because honestly the actual storyline of the old republic stuff wasn't that great for me it was uh, it, like i loved the concept of it i loved i loved the world you know visually it was awesome mm-hmm. um i would have liked a little better writing a little better writing and i think we can get that from benioff and weiss okay and um 
Yeah, like I, I, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for something that's set like hundreds of years in the past. Maybe we, can, maybe we can get a cameo from a young Yoda in in it at some point, even. Um, but um, I want a completely different set of conflicts. I want a completely different you know, power structure. I want something. I want a lot of Jedi's. I want a lot of powerful Jedi's, fully trained, fully like fully powered, and mm-hmm. I want a, I want a lot of lightsaber fights. Yes. I want a lot of battles. I want a war movie. I want a war movie right yeah. out of Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I want wire fighting too. This is something that's really important to me that Star Wars has not done right yet. Mm-hmm. Like if Star Wars is a samurai movie, then do what samurai movies did. Yes. Give me, give me. Um, give me crouching tiger, hidden dragon fight scenes. Right in in Star Wars. Yeah, why not? Like like you have guys who can levitate themselves, and you have zero g environments everywhere. Yeah. But we never, but we have never seen a floating lightsaber duel. Why? Why? Right. Um, that that kind of thing. I just want. I want to raise the. I want to raise the epic raise of, the of Star Wars. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And um. And that's what I'm talking about. I, I hope Benioff and Weiss are going to give us that. But, you know, if not, I hope we do get something like that at some point. And people keep telling me, oh, Disney won't do that because it's Disney, Disney, Disney. But you know what? Fuck that. Marvel is Disney. And Marvel has our, Marvel has already said they're going to keep making Deadpool R-rated. They're just going to release it on Sony because they own Sony now. So fuck it. Do the same thing with Star Wars. And if, if, you, if you're afraid of the, of the branding. But... Um, uh, I don't think I don't think we're gonna have to. Like I said, I have faith in Benioff and Weiss. I think it's gonna be good. I totally threw us off topic here. <laughs> um, so, Love, Death, and Robots. I'm not giving it a full review. Uh, like I said, I'm only halfway through it. It might it might turn sour on me at some point, but I doubt it. Right now, I feel like it's a nine out of ten for me as well. I recommend it to everybody. Nice. Watch all to go see it. And but we've got a we got a bunch of news topics to get through. Just real and quick, and and yeah. uh, you can catch that show on Netflix. Netflix. That's right. <laughs> Love it. Love Death and Robots on Netflix. If you're the type to pay for content, <laughs> definitely oh, I pay the- for content. <laughs> oh, I went to the next one. <laughs> I just wanted to drop that sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's dope. That's that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, okay. So, uh, next topic. Um, I brought up earlier uh, Bill and Ted three to start Bill shooting three. this summer uh, for a 2020 release date. So um, Alex Winter and uh, Keanu Reeves actually did a little video saying that it's it's coming. It's it's it's, it's definitely coming. And also, um, uh, what's his face? I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Uh, got signed to replay Death, the um, Grim Reaper. Yeah. yeah, what's his name? My again? my favorite character. I forget. Oh, my forget. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. William Sadler. Is it? It's post. It's posted on our Facebook page. We should know this. Yeah, there you go. I believe it's uh, William Sadler, if I remember correctly. Uh, is, okay, is uh, coming back as um, as as Death, the Grim Weeper. So that should be that should be uh, that should be really good. And yeah. apparently, they're going to do a little homage to um, um, what's his face who uh, passed away. Um, why am I drawing blank on his name right now? Um, uh, I'll let you hang out. It's right there on uh, Rufus. Um, fuck, why am I drawing a blank on his name right now? Rufus! Um, Dude! George Carlin. Carlin. Thank you. George Carlin. I don't know why I can't remember George Carlin. Um, Yeah, Uh, you know what? That's a big deal to me. Uh, Honestly, when they announced they were making Bill and Ted 3, my first reaction was weird. And then my second reaction was 
no, you can't do it. George Carlin is dead. George yeah. Carlin is too important. He was the kind of the spine that kind of held that movie to that weird those weird movies together. Yeah. Um, Especially the first one, more so the first one than the second one. I feel. I remember but there he has, was in it, but he wasn't really in it a lot because he was probably sick right. at the time. You know what I mean? Maybe. Um, there's been a lot of speculation that he's going to be in this movie, like, like have a very strong presence in this movie somehow, like yeah. holographically or something. Maybe, perhaps. I don't right. know yet, but I'm fascinated. Uh, I'm I, as long as it's done with love. George Carlin is important to a lot of people. He's mm-hmm. like probably the reputation of George Carlin is probably more important than the reputation of Bill and Ted. So, Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be fat. You know, just like Carrie Fisher. What are they going to do in episode nine? What are they going to do with George Carlin and Bill and Ted three? Mm-hmm. Uh, fa- fascinated to see. Um, and uh, yeah, excited. Like this is the kind of thing where it's like I never really expected it to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I kind of expected it to happen because they were talking about it for so long, but yeah. then it got debunked and basically they're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. So then I was like, okay, whatever. Basically then, around the time, around the time the matrix came out and Keanu was like the biggest star in the world again. Yeah. And it just seemed like there's no way he's going to go try to do a bill and Ted. Like he's, he's Neo forever now. He's yeah. never going to get away from that. Right. Um, but here we are. And yeah, I couldn't be happier about it. It's, um, uh, I'm actually more excited about Bill and Ted three than I am about Ghostbusters three. Okay, well, technically Ghostbusters four. <laughs> yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> technically, couple of, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that's a that's a whole different topic altogether. Um, it's kind of cool that uh, what's his face's son is um, is actually involved. Um, Ivan Reitman. Yeah, Jason Reitman is a great director, and. Uh, you know what? Honestly, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters is a whole other subject. I could, I, I, I probably shouldn't get into it too much because yeah. I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of mad about the whole thing, honestly. Uh, about <laughs> I, the, the the movie that they're making or the movie that they? Oh uh, yeah, no, the movie that they're making because I was mad. I was mad for like a decade about about them not making a, a Ghostbusters sequel because Bill Murray kept turning them down. Yeah. Um, and when Harold Ramis was alive, I, there was a script that he wrote. Uh, that everybody else in the cast wanted to make and Bill Murray turned them down over and over and over again for like, for, I don't know if it's 20 years, at least 10 years. Yeah. I was reading, I was reading news stories that Bill Murray was refusing to do the Ghostbusters sequel. And then, and then um, I don't know who owned the rights or who made the decision to uh, do the female reboot instead. But when that happened, the story was framed as, Okay, well, Bill Murray refuses to do a proper sequel, so this is what we're going to do instead, and we hope this is going to be awesome and and start a whole new thing. And Bill Murray came out and got behind it, yeah. the female the female reboot, right? Yeah. And then and then the female reboot, it was fine. Like if I if I had no context and I just watched the movie without knowing anything about it, I'd be like, that was fine. Yeah. But but being a Ghostbusters fan who was waiting for 20 years, hoping that they would get back together and, and suffering through the stories of everybody wants to do it. But Bill Murray, Bill Murray is holding out. And then I gotta, I gotta watch him in every Wes Anderson movie with his fucking pencil mustache, sipping on, sipping on tea. Just, let's just like staring at the camera, look half asleep. Um, and and so then we get this the the female reboot and everybody from the original cast was in the female yeah. reboot everybody everybody yeah. Yeah. was in it 
you it could have been the real sequel yeah. but except for why except for bill murray like was a dick so now we're doing this instead yeah. and and now okay now now look I, I sound like I'm still mad about that, but I'm not. I got over it, right? Hmm. I got over it. I was like, fine. I was happy because I like the female cast, honestly. I yeah. like everybody in it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a fan of them all. I want them all to succeed. Not my favorite movie, but yeah. I, I'm, I didn't want to hate on it, right? And and then in the past few months, I don't know how long ago it was now, we get this announcement from Jason Reitman that he's doing it and Bill Murray's in. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Harold Ramis is dead now, yeah. and you and you're now you're shitting on this female cast reboot. Yeah. All these all these wonderful people with really talented people, good meaning people who made a great movie that made a lot of money, by the way. Yeah. Like it, it didn't fail. Like, uh, but so now I'm just supposed to get on board because because what I guess when Jason Reitman agreed to do it, then then it was okay for Bill Murray. Or I don't know why. You know, maybe he 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 hasn't had an Oscar nomination in the last ten years, so maybe maybe that's why he's finally breaking down. I don't know, but honestly, dude, as much as I know that Ghostbusters three may be like maybe the greatest thing that I could ever see. Mm-hmm. To me, I also am mad about it. Like I want to boycott it. Almost. Yeah, almost. So you know who's more mad than you at this whole thing? Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. And I'm with her. I'm with her. Is pissed that she's not involved in this in this uh in this. She said this is like this is like some Trump shit. She's like, how are you just gonna pretend the female cast never happened? Like what is that? Yeah. And she's right. I don't know. I I, I've I'm I'm still kind of like on the fence about this because I guess until we get like a proper trailer and a proper like, because they're keeping the story very tight lipped. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I heard, because if you ever watch the uh, that little teaser, it takes place in like you know like buttfuck nowhere, right? It's not even in yep. Manhattan. So yep. there's a there's a rumor that it takes place at this like house, right? And like I said, this is just rumor, and it's going to be like a passing of the torch, right? So the originals are coming back. But it's going to be a passing of the torch, but it's going to happen in this little, like, buttfuck nowhere town, which I find stupid. They should have, like, went with, the, like, the original, because apparently, uh, what's his face? Um, has, that, has that been, a, has that been it's, announced it's yet not, that the original cast is in it, or is that, like, a surprise? It's, again, it's rumored. This is okay. all rumored. This is somewhere, okay. I can't remember where I, either I read it or I saw it in a YouTube video. But anyways, um, they should have stuck with the original, uh, the original announcement that they had like 10 years ago when they were talking about making this film um this new ghostbusters film and they're gonna pass the torch and they were gonna get like uh the generation that was like cool at that moment so like um what's his face um uh, knocked up kid uh what's his name again i'm drawing a blank uh Knocked up. Uh, uh, the kids. Lex Luthor. Uh, why, am the social- why am I drawing a blank on his name? Not Jesse Eisenberg. Um, the Canadian kid. Uh, oh, not Jesse. Oh, Michael. Not, no, no, not him. Um, oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, he was in Knocked Up. He was in. He was in. This is the end of the end of the world. He's the yeah, guy that works with uh, James Franco all the time. I know, um, why am I drawing a blank on this fucking name? <laughs> Sorry, I just gotta pull it up here. Um, the guy that did the laugh. <laughs> uh, uh, 
You can. Sorry. You can. Not Paul. Me. Not Paul Rudd. Not Paul Rudd. Uh, this, this is happening. This is going on way too far. Not Jay Bar- Jay Baruchel. Not Jay Baruchel. He's Canadian. He's got um, a funny laugh. <laughs> Oh my God, Seth Rogen! I don't know why I cannot remember Seth, Seth Rogen. So what apparently, it's going to be guys like Seth Rogen. Um, I don't know if my James Franco was thrown in that mix. You know, like fucking Jonah Hill. Like these guys you, were supposed you, to be. If like you had a, if you had a, if you had a Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Jonah Hill, James James Franco, Ghostbusters. Yeah. That would be fun. But it'd be funny. I, it would be fun. I, I I doubt I doubt you'd end up with it like being putting it up there on the shelf next to the original. Like no. I I feel like it would be like a, a, a cheap imitation at some it, on some level. It would probably turn into a stoner comedy, right? Because that's what these guys do. They make or comedy. or a parody or a parody. Yes. Yes, yeah. you're right. So, but yeah, no, that was the that was the original okay. um, uh, rumor that it was going to be handed off to like guys like that because they're yeah. like the new generation of like. Um, comedians, yeah. comedy. That would like, make sense. You know, so yeah, so yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I hope they do give a nod to the female cast. I, I've, I've, I've said since the announcement. You know, Ghostbusters is a science fiction series. You can do a multiverse. You can have, you can have, you know, realities cr- crossing over each with each other. You can have the female, the female cast. You know, just look at wave at each. Wait, they could, the the female cast and the male cast can wave at each other through a dimensional portal in the movie. That that can be it, and that'll yeah. be fine with me. At least you're not shitting on the female cast anymore if you yeah, do that. Right? Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, okay. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Stranger Things. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Stranger Things. <laughs> you like that? You love you you love playing your little sounds. <laughs> you love those drums. So uh, the the Stranger Thing the Stranger Things uh, season three trailer dropped mm-hmm. last week. Yes, and uh, dude, it looks uh, different, it, right? It, it does. It looks different, which is good yeah. because yeah. Um, second season was slightly different from the first, right? With like tone, and now this one looks completely different from the second. So yeah, uh-huh. I'm on board, man. It looks, it looks. Go on. Keeping sorry. keeping in the Stranger Things style of '80s tribute um, presentations. Mm-hmm. Um, this new Stranger Things trailer, um, it, it most of it takes pu- takes place in a theme park, uh, and in it looks mall? like. And it looks well. like it, yeah, it's true. Uh, and it looks like it's filmed like at the golden hour, like sunset. And it really, um, the theme park stuff especially, really reminds me. Uh, it feels like Lost Boys to me when I'm looking right. at it visually on the screen. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and the, the kids are growing more grown up now. They yep. look like they're they're teenagers. They're in high school now, um, and a, a totally different feel, kind of like a like an '80s summer movie. Uh, kind of vibe mm-hmm. more so than than the previous ones more of a more of a summer movie feel um and um and and more of an adolescent uh kind of uh kind of vibe uh so it's cool it feels fresh but it's still keeping with the with the stranger things uh 80s uh retro feel that we love absolutely absolutely and uh yeah no i'm i'm completely on board i i love this series i love this franchise so um i'm looking forward to catching this one I I really enjoy Stranger Things. I 
I find that it's um it's a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things, like like I enjoy the meat of it. I enjoy the scenes. I enjoy the characters. I'm not not so much the overall story. Like like I like I don't really care much about the the Demi Gorgon and the 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 upside down and all that. Okay. But I I enjoy watching the the portrayals. Uh, like it feels so familiar to me being an '80s kid. <laughs> um, and I enjoy just the they just cram it with with details about of of, of love of the of the era. Yeah, and so. um and there's great actors and and a great direction and um it's so fun. It is yes. fun. It's, yes, it is. it's like it's like dropping you into one of your favorite '80s movies like Goonies yep. or Stand by Me, um, and just um, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Et, this goes on, this goes on. So we're so we're looking forward to Stranger Things yes. season three. Yeah. News grinder, what's up next? <laughs> so Quentin Tarantino, uh, Tarantino. Tarantino released the trailer for his upcoming film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. and it looks like. Uh, once again, for for guys who love the uh, '80s genre, uh, '80s fair and uh, '70s too. Um, mm, yeah, I, I feel 70s. mostly '70s. Well, more '70s. Yeah, you're, yeah, right, 70s. you're right. It's Quentin. Quentin '70s is, is Quentin's era for yeah. sure. Um, uh, it looks like a lot of fun. You want to talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, they also dropped a couple tra- um, posters for it as well. I don't know if you saw those. Um, uh, there was like one character. Uh, there were two, I believe. Two or three, uh, so two character posters. One was um, uh, Leonardo and Brad Pitt. So Brad Pitt pay, plays uh, the stuntman for uh, Leonardo in this in this uh, film. Yeah, right. Leonardo so, Leonardo is a big time movie star, yeah. like famous famous movie star, and Brad Pitt is his big time stunt double. His stunt double. And yeah. then um, there's another one with Margot Robbie, um, mm-hmm. who I'm not hundred percent sure who she plays in this. I can't remember. But she does play someone, uh, someone famous. Um, I'm drawing a blank on who it is. But it's based on Charles Manson. Yes, yeah, so I feel basically. Like, so maybe she's Sharon Tate, probably. Maybe that's um, it. Maybe that's it. Um, and then there was another trailer, or another poster, which was like, um, if I remember correctly, it was just like the title. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, There's an amazing funny scene in the trailer where where they're filming a scene, they're on a movie set, they're filming a scene. It's Brad Pitt because it's a fight scene. So like Leonardo DiCaprio's like off to the side watching yeah. and Bra- and Brad Pitt's actually fighting Bruce Lee in this movie. Yes. And I I don't know who they have playing Bruce Lee, but he is Spot so on. perfect. Spot on. He yeah. is so perfect. Yeah. I cannot like this guy better better star in some Bruce Lee biopics after this. <laughs> The dragon because like I'm I was blinking at the screen like yeah. oh my god like I, I I was wondering if they had taken like old footage of Bruce Lee and like yeah. CGI'd it up to like put it in there with Brad Pitt yeah. but no and the Spot scene on. is the scene is so fantastic it's yeah. like they're set, they're setting up to fight and Bruce Lee is saying to Brad Pitt he's saying I got to be careful because my weapons my my hands are registered as deadly weapons and if I accidentally kill you I'll go to jail yeah. and and Brad Pitt says if you accidentally kill someone in a fight you'll you'll always go to jail because because it's called manslaughter yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is hilarious like you can tell it's gonna be a fun movie like that yeah, of course. Um, um the other uh the other part of the trailer that made me laugh was when that little girl walks up to um leonardo and she's like you're the greatest actor like alive and he's like thanks and he starts like crying <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, no, I am so excited for this. I'm a yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Um, you know, he always makes fantastic Absolutely. films. Absolutely. But to I'm, me, I'm to fan. me, 
to me, the film geek in me especially loves when Quentin Tarantino writes about movies because that's obviously his favorite topic and he seems to get the most excited and the most creative i think in his writing when he's covering that topic i think i think the reason i loved inglorious bastards so much was a lot less about the world war ii stuff and a lot more a lot more about the filmmaking stuff that was in the movie and about about how the germans used filmmaking it for propaganda but just the way um filmmaking became a character in that film was so smart and i spent the whole film and every time i watch it I, i i see new things just where where quentin is constantly just layering in symbolism um Uh, about how filmmaking is the hero of this film. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what he does in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because clearly this is about Hollywood, uh, about Hollywood in the 70s, it's his favorite topic. It's it's what he loves more than anything else. So yeah. I'm expecting I'm expecting a real gem from Quentin this time. Looking forward to this movie for sure. Absolutely. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm on, I'm on board. And it comes out. Is it this summer? From uh, uh, like let's summer. get a release date here. I feel like it's this summer from Rekrutly, like July or something like that. Um, July 26th it's yeah, coming out there you go yeah I knew it was, I knew it was, uh, Been looking, looking forward to that this summer it's going to be a fun summer movie yeah no, absolutely so um, once upon a time in Hollywood boom done next <laughs> Suicide Squad by James Suicide Gunn to be Squad. a complete reboot of the franchise fantastic so <laughs> so let's, let's let's talk. I don't think we ever talked about it. Let's talk briefly about the original. Did you ever? Did, were you a fan? Not a fan. No. no? Okay. <laughs> so um, I mean, look, I was a fan of the Suicide Squad comic book. Yes. Okay. I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of DC films. I'm I'm more of a fan of DC films than I am of MCU. I know a lot of people will be mad at me for saying that, but yes. I am. Okay. It's just like a childhood love uh, for me and Batman and Superman. Um, but uh, no, I was super disappointed at the Suicide Squad movie. You know, Margot Robbie was memorable, but yeah. nothing else, nothing else in this movie. So I have to ask, how did you feel about Jared Leto's uh portrayal oh. of the joker I have to it, that did that that didn't bother me nearly as much as most people honestly yes. like i i think people are a little too precious about the joker portrayal yes. and you know heath ledger was great and jack nicholson was great mm-hmm. but you know what as a batman fan i a want more focus on other batman villains because there are other great villains that you can develop and focus on and and stop making it always about the joker um and or, B, or bane bane seems to be the other the other big yeah. one now yeah but we don't right. we we haven't had a fantastic bane like we've had a jack nicholson and a heath ledger playing joker right oh you didn't like uh you didn't like tom hardy as bane oh my god that was awful oh really okay. anyway um <laughs> Where was I? Yeah, go on. Um, Jared Leto as Joker. Yeah. Okay. No, that didn't bother me at all. I, to me, the Jer- the Joker that they gave us was the animated series Joker. It was it was Joker and Harley Quinn from the TV show. Right. That that's that's who Jared Leto was playing, and and it was fine for me. Like he wasn't trying to be the Heath Ledger Joker. He wasn't trying to be the realistic. This could happen. 
uh, Joker. He like he was supposed to be the the kind of more colorful. It was almost like a Romero, like like sixties Joker, but it was really informed by the TV series, right? Like like I, I felt like there were shots on the screen that were just like panels from the animated series of Harley Quinn and Joker, like like the the shots where they were showing their like romance right. in the movie, right? Um, so no, uh, Jared Little didn't bother me. Uh, I, I was fine with. Oh my god, the Joker wasn't so great that that's what this whole movie is about. I was fine with. Okay, the Joker is kind of a supporting character in this movie. Yeah, and, and Jared Leto, like he looks Jokery enough to me. He acts Jokery enough to me, right. and I don't. I don't need him to be Heath Ledger. Right. But um, um, no, I was more disappointed in like Will Smith. Yeah. Um, you know, Deadshot is a is a serious character, really heavy character with a lot of gravitas, and he's also a very violent, brutal character. Right. And you know, Will Smith does not read that way for one fucking second. Like he, he's a sympathetic, sweet guy, and and that's not Deadshot. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not Deadshot. So, um, you know, even if the script was good, I wouldn't have liked Will Smith as Deadshot. And the fact that Idris Elba is going to be Deadshot now, <laughs> step the fuck back. It's going to be awesome. I can't yeah. wait. Um, right. Especially with James Gunn writing and directing the Suicide Squad reboot. Um, Ah, I'm super excited. Like, um, Margot Robbie's coming back. Uh, we're going to get Batista in this movie. Uh, I I can't wait to see, uh, what, what comes of this. And the fact that it's a complete reboot to me is, is good news. Um, uh, because, uh, there was no foundation that, um, wouldn't be 10 times better if James Gunn rebuilt it. Right. Okay. From that from that first movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about you? Yeah. No. I. Okay. So a lot of people are shitting on Jared Leto as uh, the Joker, and yeah. um, I don't know. I f- I found his take to be fresh. Um, right. It was different. I I liked Joker as a gangster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had no yeah. problems with this. Yep. Granted, it was no Heath Ledger. Yep. Um, Heath Ledger, like he made that film, like he he really did. Um, without he let Heath Ledger in that film, I think it would have been completely shit. But that's another story. But um, okay, okay, okay. But let me let me let me stop you there. Okay, because because people say that when people say that, I want to say to them, okay, but now. Do you think this movie would have been better if if Jared Leto wasn't in it? If Heath Ledger was alive and played that role with that script, would you think it was great? Uh, I with that I same script? No, I don't. The I script, don't, the, the script. Yeah, it gave nothing. Right? Yeah. It was like it was like a highlight reel more than a more than a narrative. Right. And um, I, I don't think that Jared Leto was the problem there, right? I no, no, I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm not. I wasn't saying that at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, the film itself, the story was weak. Like I, I, the whole Enchantus, that was her name, right? Enchantus. Yeah. The whole thing like with her. So like, what's her name? Uh, Viola Davis, whatever. Viola Davis. Yeah. Yeah. So like when she like basically, um, gets like her and wants her to be part of this, this suicide squad and all of a sudden she's the, the villain. Like that whole thing was just so poorly done <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like one second she's trying to recruit her next second she's the fucking villain of the film yeah you know what i mean like i don't know it was yep. super weak um i didn't read suicide squad uh, 
as like a comic, so I didn't really know much going into it. But yeah. I can tell you, I didn't get much out of that film walking out of it. Yeah. So, but I'm, yeah, of course, Margot Robbie stole the show. Um, she was great as Harley Quinn. Um, yep. Other than that, yeah, no, the story was like super weak. Uh, Croc was was it Croc was underutilized. Like there was so much, like just yep. so yeah. I blame David Ayer for all of it. I, yeah. you know, he wrote it, he wrote it and directed it, and he wasn't up to the task, in my opinion. He's, it's, uh, it, it, like the script might have, might as well have been a TV script to me. Yeah, and and um, you know, uh, visually it was kind of muddled, and um, I, it never hooked me in a, at any point. And I want to know why um, Ben Affleck never got in, like not Ben Affleck, but Batman never got in shit for punching a girl in the face. <laughs> he straight up punched out fucking Harley Quinn at the beginning of that film. Yeah. So well, how come? How come the like he didn't get any backlash like Batman as a, a hero for fucking punching Harley Quinn in the face? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's he was like, he's already he's already getting backlash for killing and and <laughs> and branding people right. in. So by that point, he was he'd already gone so far past. Might as well punch out a girl. <laughs> It's an evil Batman, but we're going to talk about that later. Actually, when we get to Zack Snyder in the news, um, because right. Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, recently, you know what? Why don't we jump to that right now? Yeah, um, go for it, man. Zack Snyder has been in the news uh, for the last like six months. I feel like he's been in the news a lot, yeah, talking okay. up, talking about his just just airing out his dirty laundry about Justice League and Batman versus Superman, and talking about what his versions of those. Uh, well, what his version of Justice League would have been, mm. and he really seems like he's just not over it. And he really like the whole release the Snyder Cut movement has really gotten a lot of fuel from Zack Snyder himself in the last year because he's really pushing this. Uh, the Snyder Cut would have been a uh, much better kind of narrative. But anyway, mm. in the last in the last week, he made news. He made news a lot um, with a lot of things he said. He recently uh, was speaking. Uh, I believe it was a. Uh, it was some kind of film festival where they were showing all his films and they had Q and A's with him after. Okay. Uh, so uh, he was asked about his original script for uh, justice league. And he gave a lot of details about his original script for justice league. Okay. And it's so- and it sounded like it would have been a much cooler movie to be honest. Right. Um, just, just to, just to talk, just to mention some of the highlights. He talked about how he was going to pay off that flashback scene from Batman versus Superman, where, where Batman is in the apocalyptic future and Superman is evil. Right. Well, that was supposed to be obviously where the story was going to go that in the plot of justice league, the, there's a dark future, like hundreds of years in the future where dark side has taken over the earth and Superman has succumbed to the anti-life and turned evil. And, and the reason is the reason behind it is it's all revealed in, in his justice league movie that, um, uh, dark side murdered Lois Lane, mm-hmm. uh, while Batman was, was supposed to be protecting her. Right. Uh, so the whole scene in the flashback where Superman kills Batman and he says, you took her from me. She was everything. Uh, that's what that was about. That was, it was going to be revealed that um, in the movie they figured out through, you know, the flash traveling around in time uh, that 
um, first of all, in the future, in the dark future, where the Flash is like doing his time jumps to try to set to try to fix history, mm-hmm. Cy- Cyborg is there with him, and he's torn in half. There's only half of him left okay. because it's a, it's a really dark apocalyptic future, and there's only a couple of Justice League members left alive. Um, so the two of them set, you know, they they send the Flash back. They make that flashback scene happen that happens in just Batman versus Superman. They figure out that the whole reason Superman turns evil, because that's how the world falls to Darkseid, mm-hmm. is that he they, they figure out that it's because Darkseid murders Lois that Superman snaps and turns evil. So the, that so Lois is the key was the line that Flash said to Batman in Batman versus Superman. That's what he's talking about. So in the plot of Justice League, Batman has Lois in the Batcave protecting her because he knows that uh, Darkseid is going to try to kill her. And in Zack Snyder's original Justice League script, Darkseid himself boom tubes into the Batcave and murders Lois Lane. Right. Um, so, like, on screen, this would have been, like, seriously, some of the darkest, um, most dramatic, highest stakes storytelling we've seen mm-hmm. in, DC, in DC films. And um, the the studio said no. Uh, they 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 rejected his original script flat out. Uh, they said we're not going to do that. So he actually ended up rewriting his script before he was taken off Justice League. So there was an original version before the Snyder Cut that people are even talking about getting released now. Yeah. Um, that's what he was talking about. Um, so that made a lot of news. But what made even more news was in the same Q and A session, somebody asked him about. Batman killing because mm-hmm. Batman fans, fans of the Batman comic book, fans of Batman TV or anything from previous eras know that it's Batman's rule that he doesn't kill. Right. So like it, it, some of us as a Batman fan, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a sense of heightened drama that is created by the fact that we all know all the time, Batman could resort to violence uh, in 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 a much more extreme sense, right? Like he could use guns, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He could kill people hand to hand all the time, but he doesn't. We know he has an inner rage that probably makes him want to, but he doesn't. And we almost feel as Batman fans that that's part of the way that Bruce Wayne is kind of broken in his psyche. Like maybe Batman's life would be easier if he killed right but he makes it harder for himself by by upholding that heroic standard and it's kind of the same thing with superman and mm-hmm. i was a fan of man of steel Zack snyder's superman movie yeah. i i wanted him to have a chance to make a sequel to it yeah. uh not gonna happen but um you know i was with fans on the ending of the movie and him killing zod but more importantly than him killing zod the entire fight scene with zod where there were so many civilian casualties i wanted to see my classic richard donner superman just spending that whole fight trying to save lives instead of fighting right like Mm -hmm. that that fight to me should have been for classic superman fans it should have been zod beating up on superman and then whenever superman starts to get his get uh, you know get an edge in the fight zod endangers civilians and then superman has to go save the civilians and that's how zod gets the upper hand again right that's kind of the classic superman fight uh trope right we don't get that in the in man of steel and i understand why superman fans are disappointed by that but as a superman fan i i i said to myself well this is okay because this is the first Superman movie, and this can be all of the events that happen that 
that makes Superman who he eventually becomes, right? So in the next Superman movie, if he has a giant fight with a supervillain in a populated area, mm-hmm. then now we do get, oh my god, I remember what happened last time. I don't want that to ever happen again. Now I'm just going to run around and protect everybody. Right. And and this supervillain is going to keep getting the upper hand on me. And I'm going to have to figure out how to beat him and protect everybody at the same time. Right. You know, that is the Superman that I was hoping to get in um, another installment of a Zack Snyder Superman film too. too yes. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, but this whole thing about Batman, this panel, somebody said to him, well, you know, why did you let like have Batman kill? Because Batman doesn't do that. And, um, uh, Zack Snyder got mad and, uh, and, and ripped this guy a new one, told him to wake up. And he said, uh, you know, uh, Batman's a hero, not because of, of, of the violence or lack of violence. Batman's a hero because he's not corrupt by society like our politicians, because he's not putting his own greed and own self-interest before the interests of, of mankind. That's why Batman's a hero. Um, and um, fans are, are pissed. Like he's getting destroyed on Twitter. He's getting destroyed on Reddit. Yeah. Um, and uh and i'm sorry i'm a Zack snyder fan and i've been i've been on the fence about this whole thing the whole time but um now uh after this i am i am glad Zack snyder is out of dc i am glad Zack snyder is not making another superman film i'm glad he's not making another batman film because if you give an answer like that if you say batman is is a hero because of other stuff that that is 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 not what Batman fans know Batman for? Then you're not you're not um, a true fan of the comic. You're not a true fan of the Batman comic, yeah. right? You're tr- you're trying to make Batman your own Batman, and you know, as a director, you should have some creative license. You should be able to put your stamp on the character a little bit, but putting your stamp on the character should not be changing one of the tentpole characteristics of that character that holds up that character's kind of dramatic tension um, and, and builds on it and, and makes him makes his stories uniquely what they are. Yeah, you gotta um, stay true. You gotta stay true to the character. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, Zack Snyder, I, you know, <laughs> I'm always going to be interested in what he has to say. He's always fascinating to me. Um, and I, I always will wonder what his next Superman movie would have been like. But um, I, I, I believe in my heart, Henry Cavill's coming back. I hope we get, uh, I think, rule number one. Rule number one for the next Superman director is he has to be a Superman fan first. He can't be some some hotshot director who's like, I'm just going to make this my own thing like Christopher Nolan did with Batman. I, I want someone who's just a fan of classic Superman who knows how the character works and tells the story properly. And then that director can give me the the sequel that I wanted to Man of Steel, right? That that director can give me, okay, this Superman is going to protect people first yeah. and, fi- and fight the bad guy second. I feel like that's a sh- that should stay true to like any comic book property, that um, the director should be a fan of the uh, the actual property. Like they just yeah. kind of like, I, I hate when they just bring like these hotshot directors who like, you know, they had that one hit and they don't know shit about like the, you know, the source material. And then they make this movie and nine out of 10 times, it's not what the fans wanted. You know what I mean? So, um, that's one of the things that I will always say this. And I don't know if you remember this, but back in the day when, uh, John Favreau was first, uh, making Iron Man, he reached out to my on MySpace, and I remember this distinctly because wow. uh, I followed him on MySpace. And uh, huh? 
deep cut. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, on he reached out on MySpace and was like, "Look, I'm I'm making this Iron Man film, and uh, what would you, uh, as uh, fans of the property, what would you want to see in this film?" And of course, like all these people listed all this shit, and lo and behold, he took notes from the fans. Fantastic. And made Iron Man, and Iron Man, like, I was one of those guys that didn't never read an Iron Man comic. Yep. I walked out of that film, and I absolutely loved it. You know what I mean? It was That's, great. It was yeah, great. It was a good film. Yep. So, yeah, that's something I, I always respected about uh, John Favreau. He literally set off this franchise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 20 films later. <laughs> you know what? You just made me think John Favreau making uh, the next Superman movie would be probably the greatest news I ever heard there in my life go. if that happened, right? But go. that's that's never going to happen because he's so busy with the Mandalorian. the Mandalorian. Our final topic in the news grinder tonight. <laughs> there you go. So, um, and again, of course, I'm I'm gonna fuck this up, but Taka Watiti. Taika Waititi, very there good. There you yes. go. I was close. Uh, the director of Thor Ragnarok is voicing the assassin droid of IG-88 in the upcoming Disney Plus Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. So um, I believe this is confirmed. Uh, I could be wrong, but um, apparently he's voicing it. And um, yeah. no, IG-88. I'm, yeah, IG-88. IG-88 is getting a voice. He's getting a famous voice. Yeah. Uh, and he and we're gonna we're gonna have some IG eighty eight storylines. And IG eighty eight, for those of you who don't know, was previously just an action figure who sat at the bottom of your toy collection, <laughs> who you didn't know what he sounded like or what he did, or <laughs> you he, didn't know much about him. He but, was uh, in Empire Strikes Back for like two seconds. Yes. Yes, he was on the screen. That's true. That's very true. So, <laughs> uh, but it's exciting for old school Star Wars fans to finally get uh, one of these background characters um, uh, to give him a little bit of exposition. And yeah. you know, you know, I'm really excited about this. Taika Waititi, uh, one of my favorite directors right now. Thor Ragnarok, one of my favorite space opera films, and yeah. like not even not not only one of my favorite Marvel films, but one of my favorite like spaceship movie films basically right. Right. Uh, is how I feel about it. Like I, I wanted Taika Waititi to direct star Wars after I saw Thor Ragnarok. Um, that scene with um, the grandmaster's party yacht, okay. <laughs> like this, just the fun spaceships and the creativity. Um, I, I, I felt like uh, I was seeing some stuff there that had been a little bit missing in star Wars on a creative okay. level. Right. And um, the, when I, when I heard the announcement that Taika Waititi was directing the finale of the Mandalorian, mm. that got me so excited for the Mandalorian because uh, exactly what I wanted Taika I, Waititi direct star Wars. Right. I was excited um, so, from the second I heard John Favreau was uh, writing. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, me, too, yeah. me too. Me too. But, but after that, when you heard the list of directors, who are directing each each episode? Oh, it's like it's like an all star cavalcade of of fantastic creators, yeah. and and uh, I love that I that Taika Waititi is doing the voice of IG eighty eight because that means he's a lot more involved in the series than mm-hmm. than just directing the finale. That means he's going to have an involvement in the whole thing, and you know any way he's involved uh, can only make it greater. Can't be more excited um, than for the Mandalorian on uh, on Disney Plus. Like yeah, um, Dave Fioni is that his name. 
um, yeah. who the guy that created the Clone Tony. Wars. Yep. He's he's going to have a huge hand in this in this whole entire yeah. series as well, or he yeah. had a huge hand, I should say, because it's already shot. That's but great. um, but yeah, no, just that alone is just phenomenal. Budget, like, budget, the budget is bigger than Game of Thrones season one. Really? Yeah, it, uh, yeah, a million I, an episode, some stupid like that. I heard my my expectation level for the Mandalorian is so high now, yeah. so so high now. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So is it going to be shot down with the news of uh, an Ewok series possibly in development for the Disney Plus streaming nah, service? You know what? I, I'm happy about that news too. But, yeah, all right, uh, okay. It, it will not supplant this news. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, no, but, no. That, but, that, but that will be a fun show to watch with my kid. Yes. Um, uh, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this. Do you remember yeah. the Ewok adventure films? Absolutely, I do. Yes, yeah, right. I love I those kids. I love those as a kid. Yeah, of like course. To, to me, to me, those were almost as good as new Star Wars movies. Yes, uh, well, um, yeah, back then, yeah, so of course. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was like a there was like a ten second shot of a spaceship in each one, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the rest was the rest was just running around in the forest in, in costumes. Um, but but I I definitely have an affection for those films, and I, I'm going to revisit them again at some point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, just one quick last thing before we uh, sign off here, uh, which we didn't talk about, actually. Sorry, I just want to backtrack. Oh, please, go ahead. James Gunn being rehired by Disney. Oh, that's true. We did not talk about that news. We did not talk about that. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that real quick. How do you feel about this? Uh, you know, uh, well, uh, happy, obviously, obviously yes. happy. Like, I mean, he should have never been fired. I agree. Um, the, the, the campaign to get him fired was a, was a right wing kind of, it was a, it was a small organization that's known for like just attacking uh, public figures, um, right. and taking them down like that. And, uh, really he didn't do anything wrong. Um, and it was a long time ago and he apologized for it anyway. Yes. Uh, it's like 10 years uh, ago, wasn't it? If I remember correctly. Uh, it was yeah. around the time when he uh, directed uh, Super, if I remember correctly. Right? right, right. <clears throat> so I um, personally don't know. I've never read the tweets, but I heard they were really stupid and childish. Yeah, stupid. And just goofy. Like, he's just goof, being goofy, not yeah. being, like, hateful or, or, or not being vitriolic at all. Um, but um, <laughs> James Gunn is uh, is going to do a great job. Um, of course. On on Suicide Squad two, yeah. uh, regardless of 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 the fact that he's still involved in Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't want Suicide Squad fans to be um, nervous uh, by this news because you, because the immediate reaction is, oh, how is he going to do both, or is he still going to do both? Yes, he is going to still do both, and the, yeah. and the, and the, it has leaked out since that um, this has always been a secret deal between James Gunn and Disney. James Gunn has known for months and months, like basically since just after the firing, that they were going to bring him back. They were just waiting for the the controversy to die down um so it was there was a secret back and and honestly i wasn't surprised by that i kind of honestly always suspected that since they were still saying that they were making uh guardians of the galaxy 3 with james gunn's script that and they hadn't announced the new director yet i was sure that eventually they were going to announce he was coming back for it right um and and that's exactly what happened. And it's the, it's the, it's the right thing to do. It does mean we're going to wait um, longer for a Guardians of the Galaxy three to come out. Yep. Um, and uh, that's fine. Uh, Guardians movies are are big events to me. Like they're almost as big as Avengers movies to me. So mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm cool with the wait, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. But um, Suicide Squad two, I want that to be James Gunn's entire focus. Yep. I want that to be I want that to be great. Yeah. And. Um, 
And once that's out of the way, I'll be ready to get hyped up for Guardians 3. So one more thing, sorry. Uh, I just yep. remembered something else that I read yep. uh, today or yesterday. So Endgame is actually rumored to be just over three hours in runtime. How yep. do you feel about that? <laughs> that's essentially um, a Lord of the Rings film that they're like... That how they're, long was Infinity War? Infinity War was over two hours. It was two, I want to say less than two and a half, but it was just over two. Now okay, so we're so on almost another you're, hour. You're putting you're putting the whole thing together now. You're you're almost at six hours of yeah. of the the infinity um, finale, basically. Yes. If you um, wanna... it, I I I never have a problem with length, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I unless I'm not really enjoying a movie, I guess um, I, I, I might get annoyed that it's going on too long. Right. But if I if, if I love a property, and when you have a property like like Infinity War or like Endgame, where you're bringing together the culmination of 22 movies, your 10 years of storytelling, like so many characters, I can't even guess how many. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think three hours plus is absolutely the right thing to do for fans, and I, I, I'm happy uh, to hear that to hear that news. Okay. Um, because on average, uh, I would I would have thought they would have gone like maybe two and a half tops. Yeah, I mean, people worry. I mean, they studios do worry about about making the length too long. They think that that maybe that will hurt uh, uh, revisits or people coming back to see it again. Yeah, um, we'll see. Uh, but I don't. I, I'm happy about it personally. Yeah, okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't say I'm. I'm happy. I, I won't say I'm um, disappointed. Uh, it's one of those things that when I see it, I'll be. I'll have to use my judgment. I'll be like. Okay, that went a little too long, or it felt just right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah for me, uh, I guess I'll be holding judgment until I uh, actually see it in three weeks, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm hyped for Endgame still. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing Captain America die. And <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, look, and I'm looking forward to seeing if there's any uh, if there's any more chemistry between uh, Captain Marvel and Thor than we see in that little preview clip. Well, yeah, uh, that's great. There. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And uh, yeah, no, all about it. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping they bring in some new elements too. I hope I'm hoping they tip their hat to what, where they're going in the future. Maybe yeah. we get maybe we get another little Adam Warlock tease, something like that. Yeah. Um, um, that would be cool. All right. Um, so coming, coming up, coming up, uh, on our next episode, I guess we're going to be doing our Shazam reviews. Yep. So, um, uh, I got my tickets for, uh, the Saturday. I'm going to go see it on the Saturday. And um, I will, I will figure out when and how I'm going to see it, but I will see it in time to right. review it with you, uh, for next week's episode. Um, I mean, I've heard great things. Uh, everybody seems to love it so far. They're, t- they're calling it uh, Richard Donner Superman meets Big, which was exactly how they described it in the promotional material. There you go. Um, so, um, you know, uh, I'm a big, big fan of those that era and those kind of movies, and I'm looking forward to Shazam. Yeah, ditto, ditto. So, like I said, I was on board from the first trailer. I really dug it. I kind of laughed when I first heard that they were making it, and then when I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'm on board. <laughs> cool. so yeah all so, right yeah, so that, I, I guess we're wrapping up episode five yeah so uh, just uh one question that's the end
<laughs> that's right, Janet. That's the end. But but, but before we go, I want to yeah. tell everybody, please check us out on Facebook, facebook.com yeah. forward slash too old for this podcast. Spelled with a two and a four, the way 90s rappers would spell it. Yeah. Uh, also, check, also check us out on Twitter, Twitter twitter.com forward slash too old for this pod. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Search for us uh, on iTunes podcasts at too old for this podcast. Once again, spelled with a two and a four, like 90s rappers do it. That's and if you do listen to us, if you do listen to us on iTunes, please be sure to subscribe mm-hmm. and rate rate the episode because that's what really that's what really gives us a little boost on iTunes. If yes. you give it a rating, if you give it a subscribe, that re- that's the really the way to help us out. Absolutely. We don't have we don't have many listeners yet, but uh, we're working on we're it. We're working on it. And, and any any help you guys can give us, we really appreciate. Absolutely. Also, if if you're a fan of our of our Facebook page, please uh, invite your friends to like the page too. Anyone who you think might like it, uh, we're we're doing our best to get out get the word out there. And any help you can give us, we appreciate. Absolutely, absolutely. And on that note, that's the end of episode five, News Grinder. Yeah. Uh, as always, my friend, it's it's a pleasure. Absolutely. My name is Kevin Evans, and I'm Jeremy Dove, and this has been too old for this podcast. Good night. Good night.